slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Price. Another spectacular stop. Broussard tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us here as we break down the Islanders' exciting 3-2 double overtime victory over the Pittsburgh Penguins. We have got a lot to discuss on today's show. We've also got a new podcast that will help you get hockey smart. It's the Crosscheck Podcast, hosted by Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. It goes deeper into NHL stories than any other podcast with the help of the smartest minds on ice. Follow the Crosscheck Podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Wow, what a hockey game. The New York Islanders pull out a win that, quite honestly, they probably didn't deserve beating the Penguins 3-2 after being thoroughly outplayed for nearly all of regulation. And we are going to break it down, explain how the Islanders found a way to win this hockey game, and talk about what lies ahead as the Islanders are up in the series 3-2 with a chance to win it at the Coliseum on Wednesday night. If you've got something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, a a topic that you'd like us to discuss on the show, feel free to send us an email, the email address LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. And, of course, I am live tweeting during every Islanders game throughout the playoffs and beyond. So uh, please do follow, and it's always great to interact with Islanders fans during, uh, and at any time, really, but especially during games. What a thrilling contest we just witnessed. The New York Islanders dominated by the Pittsburgh Penguins, and through the first 55 minutes of this hockey game, you look at the numbers, and realistically, the Islanders should not have had a chance to win this hockey game. Uh, The second period, in particular, the Islanders were outshot 20-4. to in the first period, they were outshot 12-10, to 10, but it wasn't that close until the very end of the period when the Islanders had a, a brief spark. And then in the third period, Penguins out shooting the Islanders 9-6. to six. But the constant for most of the first 60 minutes of this game, most of regulation time, Pittsburgh was playing their style of hockey. They had a lot more room to operate 
through the neutral zone. They came into the zone with speed. Their forecheck was aggressive and very often had the Islanders pinned back into their own zone. If I could describe for you the perfect way that the Penguins wanted to play this game, if they hoped to win it, I don't know if I could do too much better than what they did in the first 60 minutes of this hockey game. And yet, there are there are two words that essentially describe why the New York Islanders were able to pull off this win. I'm going to say them for you right now. Ilya Sorokin. Sorokin finished the game with 48 saves. He was under fire through most of the hockey game, kept his cool, did not allow the crowd in front of him to distract him, was not intimidated by star players like Malkin or Crosby, uh, did not adversely react when he gave up a goal, and really did what great goaltenders do. Great goaltenders, when their team is not playing their best hockey in a big game like this, great goaltenders give their team a chance to win. And that's what Ilya Sorokin did in this game. Through 60 minutes, the score could have easily been 6-2, to 7-2. But at the end of the day, because Sorokin was so good and was able to make all the saves that he needed to make, and, and none of the goals were soft that Sorokin, neither of the goals were soft that Sorokin let in. As a result of that, the Islanders were able to stick around and they were able to find a way to score two goals, including one late that tied it. And in overtime, the Islanders did rebound. They played their best hockey in the overtime period and in the double overtime period. And that is why they were able to pull off the upset. You look at the shot chart from this game, how many opportunities did the Penguins have from right outside of Ilya Sorokin's crease? I'm going to say there were probably about 10 of them, maybe more, and none of the goals went in from those high-danger, high-traffic uh, areas. So the New York Islanders get the job done. They were able to pull it off because Ilya Sorokin gave them a chance to stay in the game and eventually win the game. You know, at the end of it, Josh Bailey, who scored the winner in double overtime, was named the first star, and I understand why. It's always easy when somebody wins a game uh, in overtime to make them the number one star. But at the end of the day, to me, 48 saves and 50 shots. A guy who made it possible for the Islanders to win my first star of the game, Ilya Sorokin. He really was the difference maker, and he allowed the Islanders to steal a game they really shouldn't have won. And you know what? The Islanders have now won two out of three in Pittsburgh, and they don't have to go back to Pittsburgh if they could take care of business 
on their own home ice. We have got a lot more to discuss. An injury took place during the game. We'll talk about that. We do have an update. We will also talk about some of the things that the Islanders, you know, did that helped them win this hockey game. All that, our Islanders' birthday of the day, and a look ahead toward Game 6. All of that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islander fans, Lucy Nicotine is a company founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. Finally, tobacco alternatives that don't suck. This product has been researched and developed for three years and was made for people, not patients. Lucy has created a nicotine gum with four milligrams of nicotine, and it comes in three great flavors, wintergreen, cinnamon, and pomegranate. They also have lozenges with four milligrams of nicotine that come in cherry, ice, citrus, and mint. Lucy lozenges and gums are FSA and HSA eligible, so you could use your FSA cards to purchase Lucy now. And it's convenient and discreet. Products can be enjoyed anywhere, on flights, at work, on the go, or even in the gym. It's 2021. Get rid of your cigarettes, unplug your vape, throw out your dip, and get some Lucy Nicotine gum or lozenges. Locked on NHL Network listeners, go to lucy.co and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get 20% off all products on your first order, including gum or lozenges. That's lucy.co and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL at checkout. Also, I have to give this disclaimer, warning, this product contains nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Lucy.co. And be sure to use that promo code LOCKEDONNHL. Today's episode is also brought to you by your friends at rockauto.com. With all the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. So why endure the often pointless and seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the counterperson orders the parts on his or her computer, choosing only the brand's his or her warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. rockauto.com is a family business. They've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com right now to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers, and they've got everything you need from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, or even a new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, they have everything you need in a few easy clicks, and it'll be delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, so we do have an injury update, and this one was scary without question. Oliver Wallstrom uh, hit the the boards headfirst. One of the Penguins players had their stick under his neck. No penalty called on the play. It did not look to be an intentional play, but... You know, certainly having the stick under the neck, not a good look, and and I think a penalty could have been called. Again, not intentional, unfortunate, just the way he fell that I think really ended up uh, causing the injury, and you had two issues as you looked at it. One was his head as he hit the boards head first. The other obviously uh, looked like his knee was also possibly injured. 
As always, NHL teams keeping it close to the vest after the game. Here's what Barry Trotz had to say. Wallstrom is day-to-day right now. He will have a further evaluation when the Islanders return home, and we'll see uh, whether or not he is available for Wednesday's game. Rest assured that the Islanders will probably say, I'm almost willing to bet, that Wallstrom is going to be a game-time decision, and if he's ready to go, he'll play, but if he's not ready to go, I think the player most likely to step in and take his spot in the lineup would be Travis Zajac. Zajac has the experience. He could play any of the three forward positions. I think that he would, again, be inspired because he hasn't played yet in this series. Uh, He would team well with J.G. Pajot on that third line. He would be able to give the Islanders... A little bit of offensive spark, certainly knows how to check and get back and play defense, and to me, it would make the most sense to have him with Palmieri and J.G. Pajot. That would be, in my opinion, the way the Islanders would most likely go. Now, the other reason I, I think that they go with Zajac if Wallstrom is unavailable, and again, we don't know that he will be, but at the end of the day... Uh, We know Barry Trotz prefers to go with experienced players. And under those circumstances, uh, you know, he could go to Michael Dalcole. He could go to uh, a number of younger guys like Otto Koivula or uh, Simon Holmstrom or, or Cole Bardrow. But at the end of the day, they're not going, going to go to some of those younger guys, Dimitro Timoshov also available, uh, Ross Johnston available, but I don't think that they want him for a playoff game, uh, only because of his limitations. I-, I-, I think Zajac would be the first choice to be on the ice for the Islanders if Oliver Wallstrom is unable to go. As far as Josh Bailey goes, Bailey uh, had a two-point night. He was the only Islander who had a two-point night, had an assist, got the game winner, uh, was a plus two, and I'll, I'll tell you, Bales just doesn't get as much credit as he deserves. Now, look, I feel for Tristan Jarry because he played a solid game, made a big mistake on the game-winning goal, mishandled the puck, turned it over, Bailey got it, made no mistake, game over. But Bales has to get credit. And not only because he's a great passer and he sees the ice so well, uh, at at the end of the day, part of the reason is also that this is now the second consecutive year that, out of all the players, Josh Bailey is picking up his game in the playoffs and getting the job done. Last year, Bailey, you know, 20 points in 22 playoff games. I believe it was two goals and 18 assists. This year, coming up with this double overtime game-winning goal. And let's face it, you know, this kind of goal, this is the kind of of goal that will be remembered uh, for years to come and by Islander fans that... 
you know, especially if the Islanders do manage to go on a nice run in this year's playoffs, the Bailey goal going to be a turning point. And the other thing I have to add when analyzing this game, at the end of the day, this is what the Barry Trotz system allows the Islanders to do. The Islanders can be outplayed and can be really dominated for the majority of a game, but if they're able to cash in those few chances that they get, uh, they are able to hang around and win a game they had no business winning. They did it a lot during the regular season. It's hard to do in the playoffs, but they got it done. And you look at the three goals. The Beauvillier goal, just an absolutely unbelievable individual effort. Bo, that was a highlight real goal. The Jordan Eberle goal, smart play by Eberle. Uh, got a little bit of an advantage because he momentarily lost the puck. Jarry went down as a result, and that gave him that extra half second and a little more open net to shoot at, but Eberle got the job done, and then Bailey taking advantage of that turnover to end the game early in the double overtime period and get it done for the New York Islanders. Overall, uh, a gutsy performance by the Islanders, and they end up, even though they were outplayed, looked almost comatose at times during this game. I mean, for large parts of this game, 50-50 battles for the puck, Penguins won 80% of them. Uh, time in, in, in the Islanders' offensive zone for the game, maybe 15% of the of regulation, 20% at most. The Penguins probably spent 60, 65% of the game in the Islanders' zone, but the Islanders did two things really, really well. They did not break their system. They stayed playing sound positional hockey so that even when they made mistakes, they were often not costly. So that was one. And then the other is they got great goaltending from Ilya Sorokin. He got the job done and then some. And the Islanders now have a 3-2 lead in this series. Unbelievable. Let me say this also. Through five games so far, this has been an excellent series. I mean, entertaining hockey. It's had aspects of the game. You know, throughout the series, we have seen physical hockey, sometimes bordering on crossing the line. We have seen some great goaltending. We have seen some pretty goals. We have seen some grudge matches between division rivals going at it in a tough, hard-fought series. We have seen star players make big plays. We have seen relatively unknown players make big plays. We have seen outstanding goaltending by both Jarry Sorokin, and yes, even Varlamov through most of game two. So, you know, this series has had it all. There has been drama. Every game has been close with the exception of the Islanders' win in game four. And I'll tell you, I like where the Islanders are right now, up 3-2 with a chance to close it out Wednesday night. But if you think this series is over or that it's going to be easy, you're wrong. And there's a lot of great hockey left to be played. Islanders can't take their foot off the gas. They've got to cash in this opportunity to try to win the series. We have our Islanders' birthday of the day and a look ahead to Game 6 
All that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's podcast is also brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you could track all the action at Bet Online. We also have the NBA and Stanley Cup playoffs. We've got uh, the Belmont Stakes coming up right near the Islanders' uh, future home in, in Elmont. Uh, and we have got all kinds of sports action going on right now. You can get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC and MMA action. And before the next face-off, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams go on their run to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. That's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. Again, we are kind of a day early this week for a lot of these birthdays, but we'll do it. We're a day early, but uh, happy 24th birthday to Matthew Barzal. Islanders' first-round pick in 2015 after an outstanding junior career with the Seattle Thunderbirds, joined the Islanders at the end of the 2016-2017 season. Barzy, uh, still his best season statistically was his rookie year, and he won the Calder Trophy as Rookie of the Year, 22 goals, 85 points in 82 games. Since then, he has been the Islanders' most dangerous offensive weapon has really de- developed into a very dynamic player and at the age of 24 as of tomorrow still an outstanding player who probably has not yet reached his uh his prime just yet he's still developing in some ways we're going to go back and look at the first hat trick in Matt Barzal's career it was December 23rd 2017, a matinee at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. The visiting team, the Winnipeg Jets. Steve Mason, the goalie for the Jets. Yaroslav Halak was the goalie for the Islanders. In this one, Anders Lee got the Islanders on the board early with Brandon Tanay in the box. Lee, his 22nd from Bailey and Letty, just a minute 31 into the game. 1-0 Islanders. Less than a minute later, it was Matt Barzal, his 10th from Jordan Eberle and Andrew Ladd. Islanders were up 2 to nothing. The Jets pulled close on a goal by Tucker Pullman, but late in the period. In fact, with 36 seconds left in the first period, Matt Barzal strikes again. Jordan Eberle and Johnny Boychuk on the assist. 3-1 Islanders after one. Second period was scoreless, but in the third... Matthew Barzal completes the hat trick, his 12th, Eberle and Ladd with the helpers at 11-22. Another goal by Anthony Bevilier made the Islanders' lead even greater, made it 5-1, and then Adam Lowry scored in with about a minute and a half left to make the final score 5-2 in favor of the Islanders. For Yaroslav Halak, 38 saves in this game, but the big story for Matthew Barzal his first career NHL hat trick, three goals on four shots, and he was a plus three in this game. So a day early, 
Happy 24th birthday to Matthew Barzal and many, many happy more. All right, the Islanders. So close right now. Up three games to two with a chance to guarantee at least another two home games at the Coliseum if they can uh, pull off the victory. The Boston Bruins are the opponent for the winner of this series. And I'll tell you right now, the Penguins are going to come out in this game, game six, with everything they've got. Their backs are against the wall. The old cliche in hockey is that the fourth win of a series is always the toughest one to nail down. And there's a reason that that is a cliche. Because these players very much become like wounded animals. And what they do under those circumstances is, you know, they get dangerous. So it is up to the Islanders to find a way to absolutely win this hockey game at home, try not to go back to Pittsburgh and have a seventh game in front of Penguins fans who will be up and rocking that building. Now, Islander fans have a chance to rock the Nassau Coliseum. And even if it is 7,000 fans in the building for Game 6, you know that building is going to be rocking. And you know the Islanders have to come out and play their game. Look, they stole Game 1, and they really stole Game 5 in Pittsburgh. Now they have to go out and play their style of hockey to win Game 6 and not give the Penguins a chance to get back into the series. So, very, very important game coming up, no question about it, and hopefully uh, the Islanders will have a chance to get it done. We will have a complete preview of Game 6 on tomorrow's show, and of course, uh, we'll have an update on the injury situation for Oliver Wallstrom. Get all the sports news you need in, in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for us on today's episode of Locked On Islanders. Huge, huge win on the anniversary, by the way, of Bob Nystrom's overtime cup-clinching goal in 1980. So a little parallel uh, goings-on last night in Pittsburgh. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.